Okay, we have to start all over again. No, it's okay, but I was just reminded, working as a sound engineer, to right, turn the recording on. And, and we're from Hamburg, Northern Germany. Germany. Two uh, kids, live and life, uh, that's their names, uh, 14 and 7. And uh, yeah, we're Here together we for ever. No. <laughs> 25 years, right. something. Something like that, yeah. Numbers are difficult for us sometimes, we get confused, but still, the content is good. <laughs> okay, let's start. Yesterday we were talking about living friendship and sharing vision. And this is like uh, two pillars that are really uh, important to our partnership. And uh, today we want to share about developing communication and building intimacy. Um, we estimate uh, that when it comes to communication, about 80% of our conflicts in a partnership uh, are there because of our inability to communicate appropriate, you know, to communicate in a way that would actually uh, bring us closer to our partner and uh, not in a way that would uh, widen the gap, you know. So uh, this, is, this is really interesting. So I always say when it comes to communication to this session, uh, communication is like the dance floor where all of our partnership is happening because it's all about communication. Uh, Paul Watzlawick um, uh, uh, says we cannot not communicate. And that is really interesting because... Everything we do communicates, you know, even if I would say, no, I'm going to leave this room right now. So I, I would still end the communication with you guys, which would communicate something, right? I mean, and so especially in our partnership, our partner is reading us the whole day long. Even when we're asleep, you know, when I'm, when I'm waking up sometimes in the night, I'm looking at Kim and I'm like, oh, yeah, how's she doing? You know, is she in a deep sleep? You know, what might she be dreaming about? So communication is happening all the time with our, in our companies, uh, in our families, uh, in our workplaces, but especially with our partner. So we, when it comes to communication, we say we do not have to learn to communicate because we communicate anyway all the time, but uh, we have to learn to communicate in a way that would create proximity, right? That would help us to come closer because for closeness and for proximity, this is why we entered the partnership in the first place, right? To be, to be close to the one we love and not, not to be <laughs> far away. <laughs> so how can communication help us? To, uh, to um, create proximity, right. You want to add anything to what I just um, said? No, you just flew over, because as we said in the yeah. online workshops all longer, but it's like, it's not only the communication we do with our mouth and w what we say, but also what we do with our body and sounds and everything, you know, if I'm like... You can, you can say, language. hey, you want to buy me an ice cream later? And you're like, uh-huh. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, that communicates something different. Or, yeah. You know, it's like, um, it's, it's a whole topic on itself. Like, what do we communicate with our body? When, when we are getting together, uh, it was a funny thing because I realized Kim has a certain language uh, that I started to call Kimish. Uh, <laughs> and uh, when she says yes... 
it doesn't always mean yes, but sometimes it means, well, if it must be, you know, if it must happen. And when she says no, it, it can mean, well, you know, let's see, you know, why don't you ask me again an hour or something? And sometimes she has this look, and it, it speaks a world, you know, she, she just has this look, or she is silent in a certain way, you know, not just silent, but she's like, She's silent in a certain way, sitting there with her book reading. I'm like, hmm, you know. That is communicating, don't talk to me, right? Yeah. And that's what I want to communicate in that moment. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, each partner, male, female, has his or, his or her own way of communicating, right? It's not only yeah. Kimish, it's like, I don't know your names, but it's like Thomasish and Ingridish. Mm -hmm. I don't know any Swedish names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pipi Langstromik, um, whatever, you know, some. <laughs> and so yeah. it's, it's one part of learning to communicate in a, in a way that creates proximity is to learn the love language of our partner. You know, how does my partner communicate? Mm. Maybe she doesn't use words <laughs> so much as I do, but she uses body, you know, body language. She, she, she uses a, uh, Uh, something like ah, oh, hmm, you know, some something like that, or uh, maybe she uh, whatever, you know, she um, whatever she likes to do. Mm -hmm. So learning uh, the love language of my partner, and we really need our partner to help us to learn our partner's love language because Kim is the specialist in her love language, you know. And I so I often say, Kim, help me to learn Kimish. Yeah. To be a better husband, because if I do not understand you, it, it'll be really hard. So if your partner is present with you here, why don't you say something like that? Help me to learn Kimish, or what's your partner's no, not name? Kimish. No, not Kimish. <laughs> Help me to learn. Why, why don't you do that now with your partner? This this would be what we do in our online course to help yes. me to learn Christianity. Yeah, I help you. I will help you. I know. <laughs> I know. And you know, to me, when Kristen started, um, really, when I figured out that he really wanted to learn my language and that he really wanted to understand me and not transform me into him, it was really like a love letter to me that really deeply anchored in my heart. It was because it, it, it showed so much deep interest in me, like long-term <coughs> interest. So learning the other language, yeah. language is really it's like like showing your love in a way. Does that make sense to you guys? <laughs> learning the love language of our partner, because usually we hear uh, in the language that we speak, right? So when when I'm walking through here and some someone is speaking German somewhere, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a German guy, you know. But in our partnership, we really have to learn to how how does our partner communicate, yeah. you know? How, how is she uh, communicating in my case? Yeah. And um, so that's, uh, that's our intro on communication. Uh, let's talk a little bit uh, about a conflict culture because conflict uh, is often uh, happening in partnerships and conflict usually means that we do not understand our partner anymore or we do not feel understood. Right? This is where conflict happens, where we are like, what? what's going on? You, you don't understand me. I don't understand you. Mm -hmm. So uh, we came up with six points to help, a secure, to help us secure a healthy conflict culture. Yes. Um, we're just going to 
go through this real quick. Yes. The first um, one, the first um, uh, thing is, the first point is that we, we try to seek forgiveness instead of piling up anger. I don't know if that speaks to any of you, but I, in my, oh, we're locked in. Come in. <laughs> I, in my unholy way, tend to pile up lots of anger and then one day squash it all on him. But I try to intentionally live forgiveness that whenever you annoy me, <laughs> I try to forgive and not to pile it up and keep it in me and then yeah. explode one day, you know? And um, It's interesting. We, we figured out, or I figured out, Kim has something I started to call the after-anger You know, yeah. it's like there's the anger and then there might be forgiveness. But then there's the anger that is slowly fading, you know. Yeah. And sometimes I know, yeah, you know, we, we, we are in agreement again. But, but I'm this, angry. this will take a few hours <laughs> or maybe yeah. you know, to cool down or this yeah. will take a few days maybe. And that's okay because I learned that your anger management is different. Yes, because right. usually when, I, when we're in an argument... And we settle it, my anger is gone. Yeah. I mean, usually I don't get angry. That's you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm an so angry true. free person. Well, It's you're angry beyond against yourself. <laughs> Anyways, but um, how do you deal with anger and forgiveness? Yeah, right. I just, just I just said it's forgive uh, and it's gone. I yeah, forgiveness with me is uh, forgiving other people comes really easily to me. Um, I realized. Uh, I have a hard time forgiving myself. So this is where, where my anger uh, has a long tail. And uh, usually when I, uh, you know, uh, when I, you know, sometimes you, um, I have these times with Jesus where I say, well, you know, is there something on the table? You know, is, is there something between us? And uh, the issue of anger comes up. Uh, usually Jesus says, well, you know, why don't you forgive yourself about this and that? Why don't you let your anger go? Why don't you set yourself mm. free? And I'm like, ah, oh, okay. So, so yeah. it's interesting. Well, let me shortly get back to my anger. Um, when, sorry. When, yeah. when, um, for me, forgiveness is not an issue of feeling. I'm, I don't know if you know what I mean, but some, some people are like, okay, I feel like I'm at the point where I can finally forgive you after 20 years of being mad. But for me, it's more like a decision. And I have decided, I do many things in my mind, so I have decided to be a person that forgives. So I forgive, and maybe that is the reason why my anger sometimes still needs a while, because I have decided to forgive. And so a, a thing that I've decided is for me done, but my feelings are slower. And some people, of course, are different. And you, 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 I ask you for forgiveness and you're like, okay. And you forgive me and it's over. But I think it's, it's also kind of legal <laughs> to take a while. <laughs> I mean, our point is, if you love someone and if you're close with someone, you will get angry, right? Yeah. You only get angry when, when the relationship is intense, you know, when, when there's something going on. And you just have to decide, how yes. am I going to deal with anger? You know, am I going to pile it up in, in the background until oof, I yeah. vomit it over my partner? Or, you know, how, how can we find a culture to deal with anger? This would be my so, unhealed self. Yeah. But you're not, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm I think you're, you're I'm, doing so well. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Okay, let's get to the next okay, point. Okay, next point, uh, yes. playing with open cards instead 
communicating selectively. Yes. Um, what about playing with open cards, Kim? Uh, are there moments where you tend to communicate selectively with me? And why could that be? <laughs> I definitely communicate selectively with you because I think I can figure out what is important and I'll give you the important information. <laughs> you know, he puts me in, in CC in all the emails and I'm like, I'm not interested. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Just I think it's so important. <laughs> To let people know, I, and I mean, maybe you're not interested, but you are in, you know. So I'm, you I'm need in. to have all the information, yeah, right. so you can choose for yourself what is important. Yes. And you, you, you really like to have all the information, like even when I go to IKEA, super, and I buy important. stuff, and I'm like, I didn't buy anything. I say, call me before you buy, so we can talk this through. It's like, if, why? if we need another pillow, <laughs> if we need these extra candles. <laughs> Let's talk it through. It's, and, and then if we agree, talk them, uh, buy them. You know, but that but kills my fun of buying pillows that I don't uh, need. Don't so. surprise me with <laughs> another pillow. <laughs> right? Anyways, yes. Um. So, so it's interesting. So, but also in, in like more relevant uh, things, it's like um, you can communicate selectively. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, some people would say, well, I don't lie, <laughs> but they don't tell everything. So yeah. it's like, what, do you, what kind of partnership do you want? Do you want a partnership where you really are, you know things? I mean, not the candle thing, but like well, important things. Everything? <laughs> How do you spell everything? It's everything. Important things. Anyways, but what kind of partnership? Well, for you, everything is the important thing. <laughs> that is so funny. Yes. Um, you know, we still have our things going on here. But it's, it's okay. like, what kind of partnership do you want? And yeah. what is your, is your partner a partner that really wants to know whether you buy the candles or not? And if it's really important to him, tell him. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I, for, for me, it's an issue of trust. I mean, I, I, <laughs> trust Maybe is this such is an, the wrong example. This is, candle. Yeah, the candle thing. <laughs> but uh, trust is such, an, is such a deep value for me, honesty. Uh, and it's so funny because... I I mean, we've been together for a long time, but sometimes I would say you're on the edge of lying to me, but you say, well, I, I don't, I mean, you didn't ask me, you know, so it's very interesting, well, but it, there's, in the beginning of our partnership, you know, I got distressed, but now we're just laughing about it, yeah. because... You know, we have different levels of truth that we communicate on. important stuff. So I tell everything, and Kim's like, no, don't, don't give me that information. <laughs> I have enough information. And uh, you tell just a little bit, and I say, can you, can you give me all the information, please? So I have to say, I didn't buy, so, like, candles. I bought 10 candles. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. But That's before you buy. <laughs> please. <laughs> It's, you know, we, we share a bank account, you know, <laughs> and whenever the credit card is used, my, my cell phone is bing, your credit card is used. It's so funny. Is like, that true? Oh, I'm not at Ikea right now. Who did use my credit my card? <laughs> it's so funny. You never told me that you could see my credit card on your phone. Oh, do you use yours? Yeah, so, well, I mean, sometimes <laughs> you, well, we have different ones. Why? Well, anyway, we create. It's we funny create. because we've, we just found out, you know. We're different, and it's okay and to it's, be different. Well, it's because where we come from, you know, your family says everything. You're, when my mother got to know your mother, your mother told my mother that she was a bit fat. 
My, my, she's German and honest. My mother is Scottish and would never, ever. Yeah, it's a cultural. You would, would say. What about in the Nordic? You. Would you tend to tell everything, no. or would you? Right. How is it? What On is a scale from one to ten, would the Nordic people tell everything? Say no. Or maybe no. no? Thank you. Ah, okay. Thank you. It's maybe a it's even thing. it's different in you know Danish. And, yeah. Okay. <laughs> But it, it it might be a cultural issue. In my culture, Probably. you say what's what going on, right and now. then you have the facts, and you can and like, like I'm not sound decisions. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, we sometimes have this joke. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, been going yeah. On, but we sometimes have this joke that I'm like because all his family is like um, have opinions on thing, things, and I'm always like, I haven't asked you for your opinion. Why you give it? This, it's it's a German thing, probably. Like the, the Queen says, don't complain, don't explain. Never complain, yeah. never explain. The, never. Being anyways, the British Queen. Yes. So maybe that's interesting for my heritage is British. Okay, let's so let's move on to a, uh, yes. Yes. a secure setting. I mean, conflict will yes. happen, so we need to make sure it's a secure setting. Mm -hmm. And a setting that is not secure and probably has happened to most of us is the uh, like Treppenhaus between the, the doors and the hallway. <laughs> you're like, yeah. by the way, I always your partner is leaving you. the house, and you you're like. Hey, we need to talk about that when you come home. Yeah, I'm really angry. And, and your neighbors open their doors like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh. Give your partner a chance to prepare. If you have a big issue mm -hmm. that is in your, in your, on your mind, in your heart, give him time, him or her time to prepare. Yeah. So that you can talk about things on a fair level. Yeah. Yeah, big issues need big preparation. And uh, it's not good, you know, when you're going to bed, you know, when yeah. you're in bed. There's something that I wanted to say, you know. It's, it's not Or good. Maybe, yeah. It doesn't help, sorry. especially not if you want to be romantic, you know. No, it doesn't help. <laughs> and so, secure setting. And also, don't leave, in, leave any loose ends, yeah. you know. We had a, a, a couple, a friend, two <coughs> friends that were a couple and not anymore, thank God. But they were always fighting, like, in front of everybody and was always like, oh... And, and then they would get back and reconcile and all the rest of it. And, and, and you would always say, it's okay now, but I'll remember that. But it's okay. God, I'll remember that. I keep it on the account, right? I'll keep it on the so account. One day I'm going to... It's an issue of forgiveness. <laughs> okay. But, but what about our secure setting? Uh, we we uh, talked about that yesterday. When we started to get together, actually even before we married, we, we took one day a week, uh, which is our partnership day. And uh, we turn off our phones and we do not meet other people uh, unless we really want to. But we go for a walk, we pray, we sleep in, uh, we just treat ourselves well, we treat our partnership well. Yeah, it's like quality time. And together. since we have kids and been married, um, we, we have three to four hours now on a Monday. But on this Monday, you cannot reach us, and, and it's just the two of us, and this is our secure setting. Uh, where we can talk about stuff. And uh, it's interesting because uh, often when you talk about stress for, or you talk about conflict in a non-conflict setting, mm. it's so much easier to find a solution, right? But if you, if you talk about conflict in a conflict situation, mm. it's like you're, you're not Or you sane, talk about you know? conflict in a conflict situation with the kids at the table. Yeah, it gets really, it's really bad. So. Yeah. All right, so, yes. so um, yeah, we should go really quick okay. now. Okay, well, 
we do we do think that we should create a conflict culture by showing vulnerability instead of power play. Meaning, um, me probably telling you this really hurt me, instead of oh he's just stupid and uh, and turn on a hard heart. But telling him this this hurt me. So to to give yeah. probably the partner the chance to to ask for forgiveness or to understand what happened instead of turning away. I mean, it's really easy. I can say you hurt me, or I can say. I'm hurt I'm by what you just said, by what you just did. Yeah. And um, so there, there are some really easy uh, rules that we can learn. And, and all this uh, information that we sh uh, share right now, you know, in the course we would give you handout papers that you can work on as a couple, you know, to learn rules or to learn safeguard stuff. We would now send yeah. you away into an exercise. This, yeah, we would send you into <laughs> a breakout room with your partner. Yes, and we create... Conflict culture by talking at eye level instead of lecturing. Yeah. No? That is really interesting because when I, <laughs> I must admit, when I, uh, I, I come from a classic home, my dad used to work, my mom used to Cook. be a housewife, <laughs> right? So coming into a relationship with Kim, I thought, well, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a little smarter. And I, and I, you know, I mean, it's that is like so funny. how the, so. I mean, you know, usually you start to behave like your parents in a way. And, uh, and uh, so I really had to relearn to come with you on eye level. That was so important. And uh, our faith really helped us big time in that because um, Jesus really insisted. He said, well, Kim hears me better than you do, and uh, she knows me better. And, and Jesus spoke to me really personally, and that hit me so much. And I tried, I started to listen to you more and more and more. And I'm so happy because, um, in a way, you really made me a better. I mean, you make being with you makes me the best person I can be. Be, be. You know, be, because you you help where I'm weak so much. And so especially when you're in, I don't know if, how this is in the Nordic, but in, in German families, often the, the man is like the strong guy, you know, who takes care of all the family. But this is a lonesome position you don't want to have. So we that. really want to be on eye level, yeah. want to be partners with yeah. one another and uh, do teamwork. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is that, Uh, I grew up totally differently. Like I grew up with my mom and my yeah. brother, and no father. And like um, <laughs> men in in my life were nice but a little stupid. That's Loser. The, I mean, and, and I really liked men always, but I always thought, well, yeah. You always <laughs> liked men. Smart. <laughs> That's interesting. And so it's yeah. so funny when we got together and I figured out that he's kind of coming out of a patriarch family. I was like, <laughs> that is so funny. Are you trying to tell me what to do? That is really cute. And so it kind of um, was like um, yeah. really funny. <laughs> and and yeah, uh, Kim was so good because she wouldn't get angry, but she would just laugh at me I was, I when I would so behave silly. like the, the patriarchy guy. She I would just start laughing, now. and I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last point. Last uh, point. We are in wonderful timing, yes. nearly. We create yes, yes, yes. culture by honoring the covenant instead of abusing trust. What This, do we mean by that? This is my watch again. It's not working. This is such a stupid watch. Uh, sorry. If anyone has a spare Gammon watch, yeah, spare it. Because this is... Oh, it's not stepping to a ring. Okay. Um, well, uh, this is really basic again. Um, you know, 
your best girlfriend or your best buddy from the gym, does he know more how you feel towards your partner than your partner knows? You know? Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you communicate with your friends uh, on a deeper level about your partnership than you do with your partner? Yeah. You know? Ah, uh, she's blah, 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 and blah, blah, and, and uh, my wife's always afraid, or, you know, this, this gossip, mm. and that is really poisoning. Yeah. So, um, for I, us, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm, I feel very safe with you. I can tell you everything, and I think you know everything. But um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really <laughs> honest. But I, I feel really safe with you mm -hmm. that you would never uh, gossip about me, and that's such a good feeling, and that is such a good ground, common ground, to be really safe in your relationship. Yeah. No time for examples, right? No. Okay. <laughs> I have so many examples. Okay. 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 So this this was uh, our first part. And uh, just let me ad uh, advertise my, uh, I've written three books. This book's on hearing God's voice, and it's in English. So uh, you can get it uh, only on Amazon, that's the bad thing. But uh, if you like what we do, this is a very, very good book uh, about learning to hear the voice of God, many stories it's in it. It's a very good book, because you it's are super. very much into learning to hear God's voice on every level, and you have... Yeah. Brought so many people into learning to hear God's voice. And I'm writing Trusting. another book, learning to hear your wife's voice. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. would be awesome. No, really. This is like actually his top, not this, the one before. Oh, sorry. Listening to God's voice and, and getting to know God's voice. I'm pretty good in that area. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about... In Timothy. Intimacy. Intimacy. I can never pronounce that in Timothy English. Timothy is a name. Timothy is a name my wife always says when I say in Timothy. I just cannot. It's, I'm, it's my weakness. And you laugh about it in public. So. What about well. covenant culture? You know? What yes. about trust? Well, let's start. Okay, okay. building intimacy. We, um, we believe that we uh, are surrounded by many, many misguided expectations. There is like our society is kind of, I don't, don't know if you've realized, but we are over-sugared. When you travel the U.S., for example, they give you coffee and there is already sugar in it, although you didn't ask for it. You know, it's like everywhere there is sugar. So we are over-sugared. And at the same time, we believe that we are over-sexualized. Meaning that, like, as, as much as many convenience foods, food has sugar in it and we hardly notice it, we walk around. I mean, I don't know how it is in Scandinavia, but we walk around and there's, like, posters and everything of, like, half-naked, perfect women and men as well. And, um, like, everything is naked and everything is, like, really sexualized because sex sells, of course. People look because it's interesting to look at. And, and we, are, we, we really are used to naked bodies and to nudity and it's like yeah it's like a constant kind of stimulation thing that is going on it's a problem i guess um, if you've ever been in a muslim country uh i, I um i've been in uh malaysia, malaysia for uh for half a year and it's so interesting because you don't see any advertising with naked bodies and it's kind of It's 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 nice, and I mean, there's not many things about that culture I, I don't agree with. But you know, there's some secrecy, and uh, you're not like um, 
the, the problem is with in our culture, if you're stimulated all the time, you know, you need more and more and more to be satisfied, right? Same thing with, with sugar. You know, if you start to drink one Coke a day, soon you, you'll feel like, oh, you know, I, I need two Cokes a day, and then you take three, and I don't know. Mm. But um, so, we, um, so this is a, a problem, and I guess we have, we have two reactions uh, to this over-sexualization. Uh, one is, as I said, we, we become um, uh, uh, um, turned off, you know, we, we become turned off. We're like, well, you know, this is gross. You know, this is, you know, this is too much. And the other is we're overstimulated all the time, you know. So uh, it's, it's kind of difficult. Sexuality, intimacy is it's really difficult. I mean, healthy sexuality yeah. and intimacy is, is really a, a difficult yeah. uh, subject, right? And we probably also get very much stressed out because most people don't look like those people. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a whole other yeah, um, seminar. <laughs> but if we get back to the, to the create, creation narrative, uh, it's uh, very interesting. We see that our desire for closeness and for intimacy is really, uh, intimacy is really built into our creation. Yeah? If we look at the act, how, how did God make the universe? You know, he said, let there be light, let there be penguin, uh, let there be uh, birds. But when it comes to mankind, he, he takes his hands and he forms us, you know, which is so much more intimate than just say, let there be man. But he's like, yeah, I'm making man. And I guess this is the reason why we're so, you know, we love touch. There's something that happens when, when we hug uh, because this is the way we've been formed by God. Also, God uh, kisses us, you know, he breathes his life in us, the, the Bible uh, says. Again, super intimate act. So, I guess this is why mankind is really longing for to be intimate, because this is how we were created. Um, in the Garden of Eden, before the fall, Adam and Eve were really living this intimate relationship to the fullest. They were naked, and they were not ashamed. They were totally okay. You know, they were like, ah, dee, 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 dancing naked in the rain. You know, sometimes you see these movies, and people are on drugs. But they were not on drugs, you know. They were just, yeah, it's all good, you know. And uh, we don't have to be ashamed. But uh, when they decided to walk away from the lordship of God and do their own thing, their eyes were open. Their own eyes were opened, you know, and they started to see things from their human perspective. And they were like, whoa, Eve, you look really different. And, ooh, I look, wow, what's happening? And uh, it says in uh, Genesis 2, uh, they were uh, suddenly um, covering themselves and they were hiding from God and they were hiding from one another, covering, you know. And this is uh, where the enemy of intimacy entered uh, humanity and it's the boogeyman of shame Woo-hoo! shame mm-hmm. you know and uh, to, to this day today uh, it can be so cool to be naked with your partner you know it can be I mean I love being naked you know I'm, I'm, I mean I come from a naked family oh, I have yeah. to say <laughs> uh, my, my dad he used to work as a he was uh, selling wood 
And he would go into Scandinavia uh, back and forth, you know, and buying wood in Scandinavia, selling it into German, uh, in Germany. And he learned the sauna thing and stuff. And he introduced it to our family. So we were always kind of naked. Always. And, um, but you come from a family that is We were told, not I always mean, naked. Never. We were never naked. Never naked. <laughs> so that was interesting when I met you. Because there was... You, you, you were like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know if I... You know, what I want to show. And um, so I'm really not ashamed of my body. Um, not at I, all. I don't find a reason why, you know. <laughs> In the end, that, all amazing? men look alike. But, no. um, well, I mean, anyway, you know, I, I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> um, but um, the issue of shame is a big issue. And when it comes to intimacy, really, um, uh, the search for intimacy means to overcome the fear of being rejected by our partner. Yeah? Risking vulnerability is the way to go. So, usually, one of the partners is, is a little bit more ashamed than the other, yeah? And, and we really have to help our partner to just to trust and just to open up and um, really ask our partner, what would help you to open up, you know? And what is shutting you down and what is opening you? What, what can we do here, you know? Would you rather have the light turned off when we make love? Is that, would that help you actually? Or would, I mean, you want to have your clothes on or whatever? And uh, we have to talk about these things and help our partner to uh, overcome the boogeyman of shame. And this is, uh, we have some great exercises that we, that we hand out to the couples. And um, it's, I, I guess it's a constant struggle. Shame to overcome shame is a constant struggle, right? In in our partnership, in our intimate intimate life. Yeah. Another thing uh, we want to say, and uh, should I keep on? I'm talking yeah, no, so much. You're good. I'm good. Thank you. When it comes to intimacy, we found out our intimate life is a mountain range, right? It's not like yeah, and then we die. But it's like going, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, 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 oh. So uh, there were times when we were, especially, you know, the first years in our marriage, we were super active sexually. I mean, overactive, <laughs> someone would say. And this is how it is. You know, when you're young, you have no kids. Your body is, is in full power. You just want to have as much sex as you can. At least I wanted. And, and I had. And it was so great. Um, but uh, as you can see, this is our intimate chart. And we realized after a few years, you know, uh, there's a curve happening. And uh, for us, um, and we talked about that yesterday, we had a, a, a partnership crisis in 2002 where Kim actually fell in love with another guy. And... Uh, and um, but interestingly, before the crisis, you know, we, we had an intimate crisis before the real crisis. So the crisis started here and we were just, yeah, uh, yeah we were just starting to drift apart a little bit. And then, uh, but through this crisis, our intimacy really uh, went to a new height, which ended in 2013 with the birth of our second daughter, second child. of our first, our second child. <laughs> Because life just became really stressful with a second child, you know? 
And so we're like, oh, we're so tired. Oh, yeah, maybe sex, maybe not, and blah, blah, blah. And we're recovering to unknown territories. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so helpful, you know, because sometimes we're frustrated with our intimate life, and we're like, I'm frustrated, blah, blah, blah. This is, mm. but, but why don't you do your own chart at home with your partner and say, well, was it always like that, you know? Yeah, and or maybe, oh, you know, 12 months ago, mm -hmm. it was really nice. Well, what was different when it was really nice, you know? Oh, you changed your job. Oh, and since you changed your job, there's just no energy for sex. Oh, that's just oh, that's so interesting. And, and so you can find out um, why things are the way they are. And it helps because if you don't find explanations for why this is going up and down, maybe your partner feels rejected. Because yeah. like, if you don't want to have sex and you're always like, no, no, no. Um, it does something to the partner, of course. So, but... So, It really helped us, and especially what is interesting here in our crisis, um, it, it goes up, and I think it's the, 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 we talked about this yesterday, we had a crisis in 2002, and, um, but we uh, came to a new decision towards one another, and that drew us close, and with this being drawn closer, our intimate life got closer again. Yeah. So, yeah. although we were in a crisis and we knew, oh, we have a problem, We, we were really close, and also here in 2008, our first uh, son, our son was born, um, which usually is a sex killer, I think, for many people. Uh, I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know we also had a very close person die, uh, very yeah. close to me. And um, so in that pain and the joy at the same time, we really turned towards one another. Mm -hmm. So, and we, we, seeked, we were seeking comfort and, and all of it from one another. So it's, it's just good, you know, to, to, to paint a picture together and then you have something to, to talk about, yeah? So now we, we want to give you a three-point strategy to have great sex and deep intimacy. One, two, three. You want you have the three points <laughs> for great sex? Who want that? <laughs> yeah, come on, guys! Here they are. One, two, three. Three-point yes. strategy for great sex and deep intimacy. Get to know yourself, get to know your partner and practice. So, yes, so what do we mean by get to, getting to know yourself? Um, oh, you should ask me that question. Actually. Oh, it's on Kim, that. what do you mean by getting to know <laughs> yourself? Because it was interesting when, when, we, when we got together, I knew my body really well. Yes. You know, I mean, there's not so much to know about a male body, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's not that mystic. And, um, but you didn't know your body so well. And I was like, oh, you know, why is that? You know, because, so uh, why is that? Well, that? well, I think there are several reasons that would be a whole nother seminar. <laughs> but I think, you know, to be quite practical, the male gender is more exposed than the female, right? It's easier to reach and boys walk around. I mean, look at little children. Um, I'm being quite frank here, okay? Little children, boys run around with their penis in their hand. It's no big deal. Nobody says anything or it's like, yeah, of course, it's like a gun or whatever. I don't know what they use it for. But, um, you know, you see a girl and you see that touching herself and, and, and the parents are like, no, 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 don't do, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't touch that. And it's, it's in our, I think in our society, at least in Germany, it's still like, mm, it's like, a, 
Mm, not appropriate, you know. Mm. So and so, I think it's more accepted for boys to know themselves and to to explore themselves. Well, maybe all the men have to speak for themselves, but that's what I um, think. <laughs> um, and there's like an unspoken awareness that forms girls. That is like keep it down. And then you know they turn thirteen, fourteen, and they have these bodies all of a sudden, and everybody's like, <gasps> she was a child yesterday, now she's got all this. Um, but she doesn't know what to do with it. Anyway, so um, I think it's really hard for a woman to have good sex without knowing her body, without knowing what it can do, because it's actually like a... I don't know what with Swedish car I could explain it to. Saab and Volvo, are they both the coolest, or is Volvo What is the coolest? What's cooler? <laughs> do you know Porsche? Oh, Porsche is... Yeah. They yeah, don't live so in the forest. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you take a German brand, you know, Paul. <laughs> what we always say is God has given uh, the female body is, is a Porsche when it comes to intimacy. It can go really fast and and uh, the body of a man is more like you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I didn't get, but still. <laughs> Um, I think um, the female body is is a rocket. It's very amazing and it it can do things that I think about 90% of women don't know because they are not used to their bodies. But how how then should should a woman explain to her partner what she likes or what she doesn't? Because a man is like, (laughs) 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 and it's like, oh, you know, there's so many shades of things that women like and it's really important to know yourself and to, to talk about it to your partner and to to always say uh, to tell your partner I had a colleague and she was like oh my husband you know oh, what you? <laughs> he's always doing these things and I hate it and I'm like uh, yeah I mean, have you told him no I don't want to hurt him but I'm like yeah but this is actually more hurting that you, you do things with him that you obviously hate and you will tell him like in 20 years that you always hated it that's not good tell him talk about sex you know just so you're suggesting it's vital, especially for a woman, to know the hardware, but uh, yeah. um, also maybe <laughs> to to realize how a woman can warm up emotionally, because sometimes I feel like, I mean, this this is not general, but with us, you, you need a longer runway to lift up, and I don't need a runway at all. <laughs> yeah, or so, sometimes, you know... I can, like, be really turned off really easily. Like, you say something stupid, and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. (laughs) It's done. And it's just interesting to know that about women or know that about their partner. Of course, I mean, there's women have this cycle, and their, like, um, lust for sex differs. And it's Mm -hmm. very interesting to know that so that probably the husband or both of them don't always get depressed or, like, oh, she doesn't want to. But to know, oh, okay, it's this this time or whatever so it explains a lot to know your body to know and also for the husband know know what's happening you know yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. yes our second second great tip is getting to know the partner we've talked a little bit about that uh, but uh, this is really important getting to know my partner's sexuality uh, has my the, your sexuality has many levels as you just said and it may take a while to understand these levels uh, to understand what my partner 
uh, is looking for when, when we are getting intimate. Because maybe it's not the thing I'm looking for, but my partner is, is looking for something else. And uh, also, sexuality evolves over the years in a partnership. Mm. And we found out it's, uh, it's very helpful again and again to talk about it. And especially when, when you get your first child, I guess for, for a woman... There changes in their body, and, and and you need what what will sex look like for us? You need to discuss again and again, mm. and um, so talking to your partner about that has become uh, uh, has become very important for us. Um, also, when I realized it seemed harder for you to um to engage sexually i i uh, i was really um i was really uh i tried to learn about the female sexuality right uh the the male sexuality is i think it's a little in my opinion my humble opinion it's a little easier you know and uh but the, the female sexuality evolves and it's more like a, it's like a cloud that you go into and you're like, oh, I'm in a cloud. And uh, so it, it really helped me to, to read about female sexuality. I studied a little on it. There's great sources on the Internet. I mean, I'm not porn, but, no, I mean, really credible sources that help you as a, as a man, especially to understand your, your wife uh, so much better yeah. and to help her to, uh, to have uh, pleasure to enjoy sex so much more. So maybe you can yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, yeah. just to shortly have this little bypass, I think porn is a big problem um, because things look so perfect and so sporty. And so, like, I think it's a big problem because we now have a 14-year-old son and he's, like, on Instagram, all the rest of it. And, and uh, a friend of his, they, they, he got sent porn. And... Um, it seemed to be like normal to get sent porn, but I think it's a problem because it's so much stress. You look at that and it's so weird. It's for the guy, it's weird. They have to do so much sports and the women as well. It's like, what are they doing? And if you have these kids and they, they, they look at that and it's like the, the first picture they have in mind of sexuality, it's really crazy. But anyways, so uh, I'm sorry. We are running out of time. Uh, we, we're going to have a question and answer uh, in, in a second. In a second, yes. But anyways. let me... Let yeah, me talk okay. about that, right? Yeah. Is that okay? Totally. Uh, we, we mentioned the sex talk thing. Yeah. And this is uh, getting to know your partner is really about talking, you know? It's really about, mm. well, what do you like? What, what don't you like? You know, what can we do? And what about sex talk? Was that easy for you? Because this is one of the ways I really try to engage you. Like sit down and talk about sex. So how was that for you? And I was like, no, I'm like the queen. I don't talk about stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, you were really like in my face with all the sex talk thing. And at the beginning, I was like, you ruined the romance for this. This is crazy. Um, but I figured out that it really helped to improve our long-term intimacy mm. too. So maybe now it's really weird for me. But who else am, gonna, am I going to talk about this to? in such a way than him um, and it really helped us because you really you know when, when people when I talk to you and I tell you things you mm -hmm. learn from them it's really mm -hmm. interesting they yeah. just go, don't go in and out and out there but you, you do something with it and you try to improve your skills and um, you really learned a lot so it was mm, really helpful for me to 
talk about it. And also just not make such sex such a big thing that yeah. has to happen like magically, like in the movies, and you're like, bing, and everything's perfect. But you talk about it. Do you right. like things or do you don't? Don't don't. We 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 know a couple, and they they've been married for like forty years now, and um, they're older than us. <laughs> they have, <laughs> and they they told us a few years ago, wow, we figured out that we have had sex. We talked about sex for the first time, like after. 35 years, and we realize we don't like what we are doing. They come from a culture where it's, <laughs> where it's not appropriate, no, you don't, if you're a Christian, to talk about sex. And yeah. It's just not appropriate, even in your, to your own partner. So for 30 years or something, they did stuff they both didn't like because they felt the partner expected it. And then they talked about it, and they were like, oh, I'm oh, so, so happy we don't have to do this anymore, you well, know? Well, they figured out their yeah. new sexuality. Yeah. It's really interesting, like, after being married for such a long yeah. time, you know? Well, so talking talk is really, is, is really, is really a super big thing. Yes. And number three. And, uh, number three, uh, practice, yeah. F a few years ago, I started to skateboard. And looking at people skateboarding in, in Hamburg streets, you know, they look so cool. I mean, it's like, yeah, I want to be that guy, you know? And so I bought a skateboard, started it, and I was like, whoa, this is crazy shit, you know, whoa, you know, I'm it falling. Actually, I hit my knees at the summer camp a few years ago. It's still, uh, yeah, the scar. But anyway, um, so I made that decision. I said, I'm going to skateboard everywhere I go because I have to learn this. So I, I, I didn't take the bike. I didn't take the subway, but I took the skateboard for a while, and it got better. Woo! Can you imagine that? And this is how we, how what really helps us sexually, you know, to to just practice, to just do, 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 do. And if we do, 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 we'll get better if we talk about it. You know, I mean, if you keep on doing without, um, you know, with without uh, communicating with your partner, maybe you just stay, you know, on the same level. But if you talk about you, your sexuality will improve, you know? It's not possible not for it not to improve if you practice something. So I guess one thing, and that is hardly taught in Christian circles about sexuality, is just practicing. It's just practicing. I mean, everything, you know, you had to learn how to speak, you had to learn how to eat, you had to learn how to walk. Yeah, we have to learn to have good sex. We have to learn that. So, uh, create a safe environment where you can practice, right? And that is it's difficult when, when you have kids and they're all around. And, but, but still, uh, try to create a safe environment and, and, and it, it will get better, you know? It, yeah. Okay. I guess this is... Uh, well, I think my... Yeah. I would like Sorry. to say one more last thing. I think... Um, do not stop having sex because I think um, it gets um, harder to, I mean, you and your partner, you find your own level of how much and whatever, but um, don't stop having sex because it's actually in the Bible and it glues you together. So, um. I really think this is, this is so interesting. If, if we haven't had sex for a while... I start to feel distant from you in an interesting way. I mean, we are still physically living in the same apartment and everything, but I, I feel like, oh, yeah, who, who is this? Who is that? Who is that person? 
And but if we have sex regularly, I feel uh, usually during the day I feel really close with you. And um, well, touch is your love language. Touch is my love language, mm. but, but still, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, which is what is interesting is we found out to enjoy sex, you need to feel close to me first, right? Yeah. And with me is when we have sex, I feel close. So sometimes what happens is, ah, you know, we're not so close. Let's have sex. And Kim is like, what? I don't even know you. Get out, you. You swine. Yeah. (laughs) So this is interesting. And this is something we, uh, you have to find out about your partner. So to wrap this up, really, especially the ladies, get to know yourself. um, Oh, sorry. And uh, talk about it and... Have sex, and yeah. you can. I mean, there's lots of information you can have. There's, there's like like um, podcasts, there's books that really speak quite frankly, and that sometimes helps, you know, to name the things, you know, not to write like in yeah. mysterious languages, and it helps. Okay, it's I, good. Let's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, this is really quick. Uh, now we have about 15 minutes for question and answers, and uh, as we say, you can ask us anything. And maybe we can answer it. We, we do not have all the answers at all. But just please, Con- concerning any topic, any topic concerning relationship, right? We can also pick people. <laughs> no, just, just a joke. Please. So you mentioned at the end of the day there's lots of resources. So what would be like your top three? Yeah. Uh, resources I, I wanted in I, I wanted to uh, for, f- uh, concerning intimacy yes yeah uh, we have one podcast that we really love it's the sexy marriage radio <laughs> sexy marriage radio it's actually a, a, um, a, a psychologist with his wife and they're doing the podcast and it's so helpful and uh, they speak about everything they speak about everything things you couldn't imagine <laughs> But it's so helpful because he speaks from from a psychological perspective, but also from a Christian perspective, and it's very, very helpful. So the Sexy Marriage Radio, um, there's lots of episodes. So this is the the best. Uh, All the books we've been reading, they're all... Many Christian books are really terrible. Yeah, there's some terrible terrible out there. Like from Stone Age. But this is really helpful. But that is cool because mm-hmm. I, I mean for me it helps if you name the things and not yeah because in the old Christian books the women always have a really stupid part <laughs> it's true yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. sorry yeah. I didn't write them <laughs> <laughs> any more questions <laughs> please yeah you can stand up thank and you very much <laughs> I don't like the grill yeah <laughs> just any comments you know just anything. Maybe, maybe if you, yeah. This is the best part. We love to answer questions or two. Maybe they have all been answered. Maybe they have all been answered. No, there's a question. Please. I just had a reflection that this kind of seminar would, how would this kind of seminar look like and uh, sound like in or six years ago uh, and uh, this is something I mean we're part of a culture uh, we're human beings but is there 
I mean, it's it's hard to navigate, especially regarding sex. I think, and uh, especially it's a big question about resources because there are so many, so much bad resources. Mm. Um, I don't know if this answer is the question. Yeah. <laughs> but just a reflection. Yeah, yeah. I think about that. You you refer to I mean bad Christian thinking about this. Yeah, I don't know if it's a question. I mean, yeah, we for us it's so important to to bring up this topic in Christian circles because usually the the main teaching on sexuality is don't do it before you're married. You know, this is what what you hear, and this is such a such a weird t teaching because then you ask couples who are married for ten or twenty years, how often do you have sex? Well. Oh, yeah, we had sex in February, you know, and oh, it's August. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe we should do that more. So it's it's really, uh, we, we need seminars, I guess, that say uh, have good sex after marriage, you know? No, during marriage. Uh, during marriage, you know, I mean, after, after marriage, yeah. Yeah, so, and, and we need to have more people talk about it because uh, there's so much, so yeah. many questions and there's so much frustration, I think, in that topic. And God is really the inventor of sex, you know? I mean, he, yeah. he invented us as intimate beings, you know? We, we, are into, we long for intimacy. So uh, we should be experts. We, yeah, please. I'm just curious, because, again, in Christian culture, it's kind of still a bit weird to talk about sex. Mm. How do we actually bring it into our churches and make it not taboo? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the easiest thing would be to invite us with an online course with your church so you don't have to talk about it and we can be, you know. Uh, but uh, I guess um, it's good to talk about joy and, and to, to, mm. to talk about the, the healing side of sexuality because it's, it's, we've, we, we had so much healing in our partnership, having sex, Because it's, it means to, to come together in a very intimate level. And um, so I, I think we have to talk about the pros. And maybe that yeah. topic needs a bit of humor. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. like, especially in Christian circles, it's like, you don't have sex, right? And you don't have, like, I, sex like, like, Having sex before marriage, same-sex stuff is like these topics are like you don't just you don't do that. But um, how do you do it? Like um, yeah, but how do you do it, right? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think mm. you talk about it and you just don't make it such a big secret. In mm. a way, it is a secret because it's it's the partner's secret thing they do. It's intimate, but in another way, it's just something that every human wants to do. So why make it such a Well, <laughs> yeah. and then we had sex like one, and then we had a baby, and then we have three babies now. So how many? How much sex? <laughs> and and to to I don't know to normalize it maybe in a way. Yeah. And to yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I think we we and for us it was really important to see that our sex life changes mm -hmm. during the periods of our lives. That you know you have kids and then things change a little. You get older, you're younger, whatever. You know, things change, but it's not always. It's not a closed thing. It's like, not like okay, it's gonna stay like this forever. My wife will never, will always have a headache. 
So maybe she will have a headache for a few months. Talk to her about the headaches. <laughs> and but maybe and maybe then this will change, you know? It's like a like a wave. Mm. Any more questions also concerning uh, communication? Yeah. Well, it's, it's still intense. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, do you have like any um, go-to sources on the more theological perspective on sexual intimacy? Because I think, mm. as you say, you can't do it before you're married. And same-sex, mm, some are against, some are not. Mm. But yeah. otherwise, there's just nothing and as you described mm. there is just a culture around us where everything goes yeah mm. but are there like any theological resources and are mm. there any boundaries i mean mm. i would yeah. kind of guess that you shouldn't invite more people in but <coughs> otherwise are there really mm -hmm. any religious mm. theological yeah. rules or i mean does god give any guidance on how to have good sex mm -hmm. There, there are a lot of teachings out there. Me personally, uh, I, I have to keep things really easy. Life is so complicated. So me personally, I'm like, uh, I, I stay with the love commandment. So what, what, what I do with you or what, what we do, you know, is, is, this, is this love? You know, is this, is this uh, just a, a thing Jesus would, would say, yeah, come on, guys. And uh, we we strongly believe like the, the mm, we we would I would never give any rules to couples. I would never say this is okay, this is not okay, because that's really an, an area. I mean, we are all adults, right? And and this I I have to hear from God, and also I have to hear from my partner. You know, so this is really like a triangle. I have to to listen to Kim what she likes, and I have to listen to God what he likes, and. And this is really a, uh, so I, I'm you know you can take Paul and and have some tea. Yeah, this is too much for me you know I, I have really have to keep it simple you know Jesus say you know stay on the love side and in the end also my question is does this help my partnership to grow does this help us to evolve as a couple is this bringing us closer together or is this separating us and this is so easy and and this is where where at least we want to stay all the the rest is is just so theoretical and also so cultural like and so so cultural culture. so yeah i cannot you know but i'm sure there is loads of teaching yeah but but we can't. but, but we no no we we let it all go in a way because we oh. didn't find it practical well we have one uh, one book that is cool but it's it's in german Yeah, it's called Alltag sex, But, like everyday yeah. sex, and it's yeah, and it's it it, it takes the whoo. This is a book about sex, and it's it's a, she's a doctor and she's a woman. She's a woman, of course, <laughs> but um, she talks very frankly and also kind of theolo theological. But it's not like I mean, many books about sex have been written by men. I like men, but. Men writing about female sexuality, and you know, um, so I don't know. I if you find anything, let I mean, us know. Really. Boundaries, you know, this question sometimes comes up, but in our sex life, the, the, we set the boundaries. What is okay for your partner and you is okay, yeah. I think. Be I would because say. We, are, yeah. this, we have to keep this practical. I think I just grew up with all of it being taboo, 
Yeah. Mm. And for me, that's still very hard to yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah, yeah. Mm. And then there was like the one rule is don't do anything you wouldn't do if Jesus was sitting next to you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I yeah. don't do any of this if he was <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I think that's. Oh, God. That is it. Like, that's a stupid boundary. I mean, how can you have sex like, if another person is present? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh. I can't picture him sitting in the corner. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. Want that. That's, that, that's it, it's not practical. It's you know, just, oh, the, yeah. this sounds so religious and so but so yeah. holy, but it's just not practical. So in the end, you know, uh, that, is this bringing us closer <laughs> together or not? Do we enjoy it? Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, you know. I mean, religion mm, can sometimes be so weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just so distressing. So um, I, I wouldn't worry, but I know, I, I mean... Some people really have to go through deliverance at that point. I mean, not demonic deliverance, but de deliverance from inner strongholds. I know from experience from couples that we that we coached, especially some some Christian women. They are yeah. they are really afraid, and they yeah. it, I, I I can't find words. You know, they are you know they they were made so small and sex for them is more like an obligation yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah. i should i should do it and but it's it's something that is really helping our partnership to to grow and and um it's there for joy and it's just such a good thing but sometimes we really have to leave stuff behind yeah and 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 most of this teaching i guess that comes from men again, you know, most of this teaching that is narrowing it for the women, mm. which is not good, you know, it's like, it's not good. No. Yeah. Sexuality happens on eye level. Oh, absolutely. Just a quick question, you mentioned you had a 14-year-old boy, and how do you talk to him about sex in a Christian from a Christian? Poor guy all the time. <laughs> well, you know. It's just relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I Well, we have always tried to, um, well, explain how this happens, how the children, babies are made and stuff. And we try to, in a way, keep it in, in a, well, it has some a lot to do with love. But actually, like a few weeks ago, I also, he's 14, a few, few weeks ago, I also talked to him about, if you have sex, use a condom. I mean, not because I, because I'm... I I know so many Christian couples who have sex secretly and then they get pregnant with 16 or anything, you know? And I'm like, this is not like a go, but it's like, if you do, girls get pregnant. Know that, okay? But, um, I mean, we always talked about, like, sexuality yeah. happens. I mean... It has something to do with love. In the end, <laughs> I guess, our son Leif uh, is going to have... He's looking at us. So how how did we how how did we behave sexual se sex, sexual sexual how's our sexual togetherness? And um, weird. I'm it's sorry. Not, not no. uh, so <laughs> well, we you know we can talk a lot, but he's looking at us. Yeah. So we and have one partner. For me, you know, pornography. Uh, usually, the women are treated really poorly. So I, I hope life will look at me as a man and say, well, you know, my, my dad, he's treating my mother really well, you know. And so pornography is not really, not a good thing because, you know, uh, so we, we try to be real good role models. Also talk to, 
to him, uh, but um, a 14-year-old, you know, we have to let him go now. He has to do to make his decisions. If he wants to have sex, if he wants to look at pornography, he will do it anyway. And we uh, would rather have him talk to us about yeah. it than doing it in secret. I know? always but said, if yeah, we tell him. I, I always said, if you see something on the internet that's really crazy and, and that you feel very, you know, just talk to me. You know, mm -hmm. uh, but this is, yeah. We we just we just have to let him go now. You know, if we take him on a leash, he will do it in secret. And um, I mean, most Christians, you know, they do they they're not so holy when it comes to sexual behavior. You know, so how can we expect from from our boy, you know, a standard up here? You know, if I mean, just look at the statistics. We, we, I mean, we're all human, you know, we all mess up and so... Yeah, but I think still it's a thing about talking to them. Yeah, and talking, talking. And, talking. and not m making the, them feel ashamed. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but if you have any better suggestions... Yeah, I mean, if you have... <laughs> yeah, it's just it might be different. How you know, to make that space... And yeah. Because shame and guilt is yeah. such a big yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Regarding sex, so it's uh, yes, totally, yeah. space, totally. So. But and there are so many other things that you sh should feel much guiltier about. Mm -hmm. um, maybe our perspective will change when our daughter is that age. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It, I never thought I would differentiate, but I might. <laughs> then. I don't know. Can I say what? I've been doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I have two daughters, nine and eleven, and from they were very young, I've, we've been very deliberate in answering all their questions age appropriately. I mean, how does a car work? Try to answer that as best possible, and then mm. when they ask about their bodies, try to answer yeah. that as best as possible. Yes. And the young one is not really interested in, in any having any questions at all yeah. yet. But my eldest, I've just casually told her. I want to answer all your questions. Mm. You can just bring them to me. Yes. And then mm. nothing happened for a long time. And then at some point, when questions arose, mm. she actually mm. just came and said, "I'd like to have a talk." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Oh, well, yeah. just the two of us? Yes. All right." So then mm. we just went to room close to the door, and she answered. Ask questions, and yeah. it's not been about sexuality yet, mm. but it's been about periods yeah. and friendships and how does a body work. And I think maybe I'm a little ahead because I'm a midwife, so she knows ah. that I know a lot ah. about the body. Yeah. But I mean, mm. they're used to us answering their questions mm. age appropriately, and me saying, You're always welcome, mm. not like, yeah. Oh, yeah. do you want to hear more about periods? Do you want to mm. hear more about mm. this or that? Mm. But just saying, Whenever questions arise, I'm here. You can, yeah. You can yeah. That's good. tell me. And then name the things. Really? You know, yeah. call it yeah. penis yeah. and not Mr. 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 what? The young Mr. I don't know. Mr. Call it by its name. That you know? is funny. Well, Mr. Sausage. <laughs> Mr. Happy. Okay, well, I think we have time for one last question. Yes. One last question. Yes, please. Um, it's more like we're not married yet. Um, we're getting married in uh, October. Yay. Nice. And we are very much alike. 
in many areas. So um, what should we be cautious about? Because like we're doing a miracle course online and every time we we look in this book we're like, oh we got this worked out, you're so good. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a lot of conflicts and like when we have issues we bring them up right away and like yeah. we talk about stuff. Because yeah. that's just how we are mm. <clears throat> Um yeah. So mm. yeah. sometimes I I can feel like yeah. what is gonna like surprise us. Mm. Oh, yeah, just, Do you have any experience with yeah. couples like that? I just relax, just enjoy life together. Yeah, uh, crisis may come or may come not. You know, you know, we always use use a picture, uh, a cocktail glass full of toxic waste. When we come into a relationship, each of us carries a, a glass of a cocktail of waste. Uh, you know, toxic stuff that has been done to us or that we've experienced. So when we mix up, we put this all, you know, when, when we uh, move together or when we get married, we put this into one glass and sometimes the glass spills over. Maybe there's not so much tox toxic waste in your both glasses and you put them together and it's like, yeah, it doesn't spill over. Mm. Uh, you know, it's just okay. Mm. And just just enjoy, you know. Uh, and um, yeah. So do not... Uh, do not think, well, there's something not right because we are, you know... We don't have any problems. Of, yeah. We should just cause some problems. Let's make it Yeah, Max. Yeah. You mentioned that you come from two very different families in the sight of women and men. Mm. How did you find, like, a middle ground to be satisfied with how you see the men's position and the women's position mm. in the daily life? It, it took a while. It took a while. I mean, our crisis really helped. In 2002, we were married for two years. We had a super horrible crisis. It took me one and a half years to recover from that crisis. But it really helped me to understand Kim, to learn Kimish. And I guess uh, it just takes time and constant work, constant small steps towards one another. And... Um, really to also the the willingness to lay your life down for the sake of the partner and if both are willing it can really work out uh, mm. and I guess this is what we try to do yeah and of course getting to know one another just just talking about your heritage because of course your partner might not understand because he grew up differently so you know if I because I never talked that much about I don't know But since you, you stepped into my family, you kind of got it. Like, ah, uh, that's the way they function. They don't, they have more like vibes <laughs> going on. And I was, when I was in your family, I learned so much. Mm. Like, um, it's just be open because there's good parts in, in all kinds of upbringings, but, I think. But this yeah. is really the difficult step, you know. There are mm. two perspectives, especially when you come from different backgrounds, total perspectives on life. And on partnership, and then you come together, and and you both want the good, but uh, it might look a little different for each one. And just talking, 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 and laying your life down. I guess this is this is our best lesson. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think it's Thanks all for inten that question. intentionality. It's a great being question. Being intentional about things. Yeah. And deciding to mm. always turn towards the partner. And yeah. 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 So all right. If you want to book us online. Yes. You, you can send me an email. I'm collecting. Uh, collecting. I'm collecting uh, email addresses for the next English uh, online course. Yes. It'll be uh, in the winter. And um, if you want, like to be in the course, send me an email. So I'll send you an invitation to the course, and then you can do it if you like. Yeah. Or also, you, you can book us as a church or something. And uh, thank you so much for uh, for coming. And uh, yeah. Thank you.